All right, cool, yeah. As noted, the message that I want to speak about today is strong in Christ. And the scripture that I'm going to make reference to is Philippians 2 verse 1. And it reads as follows. Your life in Christ makes you strong and his love comforts you. You have fellowship with the Spirit and you have kindness and compassion for one another. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are able to come together, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your peace, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, please pray that you prepare each and every single person's heart here tonight, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, that this word might fall upon fruitful, fertile soil, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, and produce fruit uh, and fruit that remains, oh Lord. Heavenly Father, please pray that we may be enriched, empowered, guided by your word, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, that this word is not just for information, but it's for transformation, revelation, and confirmation of your will, Lord Jesus. I please pray right now, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, that you remove each and every single distraction, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that where the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy, we come against that right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that your will, your purpose, and your plan may be fulfilled tonight, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that this word, as we hear your word, as it says, that he who hears your word, that faith comes by hearing your word, and, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that as we hear your word, our faith may increase, that we may believe and that we may have the type of faith that pleases you oh lord heavenly father we thank you for this time we thank you that oh lord heavenly father that you shall use me Oh Lord Heavenly Father, I commit myself unto you, Lord Heavenly Father. Use me as your vessel, O Lord Heavenly Father. That the word that is spoken through me, O Lord Heavenly Father, is a word that is in season and due for a reason, O Lord Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen and amen. You know, so I'm going to read the scripture again and it reads as follows. Your life in Christ makes you strong and his love comforts you. You have fellowship with the Spirit and you have kindness and compassion for one another. You know what's so crazy, what's so amazing about this word, which is the first part that says that your life in Christ makes you strong. So in essence, what it is saying that a life outside of Christ, that means you are weak in a sense. So we need to get to a place that we are so drawn to Christ because it is in the presence of Christ that our lives are strong. We are weak outside of his presence, but it's so great that even in scripture that when it says that when you are weak, he's strong. So you need to get to the place where you empty yourself of yourself so that you get to a place where God fills you up. You know, I love what it says. I just love the fact that it says it is the Holy Spirit. Everything about God is wholesome. You know what I'm saying? It says that God wants to fill you up. You know what it says? It says that God, literally in scripture, it says that God wants to pour a blessing into your life that you're not able to contain it. So that's why I love the fact that it is the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit because everything that God gives to you, He gives it to you whole in a sense. In the moment that you are able to surrender your life wholly unto God, when you empty yourself of yourself, now God can fill you up. And the kind of blessing that he'll bless you with is that overflowing kind of blessing so that when you fill, now you are able to give. That's why when God gives to you, he doesn't give you everything in one day, but he gives you everything. That's why it says your daily bread. He gives you your daily bread so that in that day you are full for that day so that you can fulfill what is required for you and you need to understand that in your weakness he shall be strong but without Christ you are weak so we need to approach the throne of grace we need to get into and step into the presence of God because when we step into the presence of God that is where we gather our strength as it says that in the presence of the Lord you know what I'm saying it says that in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy and the joy of the Lord is our strength I love the scripture so much because a lot of people are seeking happiness and they're not seeking joy 
But when you seek God, you get joy. And when you have joy, which is in his presence, you are strengthened. And if you look at the word happiness, the root word of happiness has happened. So something has to happen in order for you to be happy. So your emotional level of inclination is based on the fact that something has happened. And now because something has happened, now you are happy. But with joy, joy is a choice. The moment that you choose to step into the presence of God, God gives you joy. And now because you've stepped into his presence, you've obtained the joy. Now with the joy comes strength. And despite what you are facing, because you have have been strengthened because you decided to step into his presence and because you stepped into his presence you have joy and you understand that amidst the trials amidst the tribulations it's not about how i feel because my my emotions will take me from left to right they will sway me up and down but because i am rooted in the presence of god no matter what happens around me i'm not moved by the storm but i am rooted in the presence of god and the word of god will move me to where i need to be you know what i'm saying and just as i noted earlier on that without Christ we are weak so if you are feeling weakened in any area of your life you need to ask yourself have I invited God into that area because with God in the presence of God he makes you strong in the presence of God he makes you strong and what's so amazing it says here that his love comforts you so in the midst of trials and tribulation because of the presence of God being with you you will be comforted knowing that God loves you God's plans for you are to prosper you and not to harm you God's plan for you is to give you a hope and a future so in the midst of him strengthening you he comforts you he gives you that sense of I'm here with you in essence so that you may go out and fulfill what is required of you you know and what's so amazing i'm just going to bring you guys to the story of uh, the story of king david you know what i'm saying you know that it's so crazy of what the world deems as strong god deems as weak and what the world deems as weak god sees as strong as it says in scripture that god will use the foolish things of this world to confine the wise you know and the reason why i'm bringing you to this point is that when people looked at king david when people looked at somebody to take on Goliath, they did not regard King David in essence. And what's so crazy is that everybody was referring to everybody else. When, 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 when they asked David's father, who of your sons do you think basically will fulfill this role in a sense? And he named all the sons and the one person that he did disregarded God regarded you know what I'm saying God had a view God saw him greater than the world saw him God saw him strong not a weak because what seemingly is strong in the world is weak before the eyes of God and he who is weak before the world is strong before God and what's so amazing is that the very person that people disregarded is the person that they ended up calling king so we need to realize is that the moment that you get to a place where it's less of you and more of him then it'll get to a place where God will elevate you and take you to where you need to be that as it says in the scripture as well it says that the least shall become the most and the most shall become the least that God gives grace to the humble and oppresses the proud so in us not approaching the throne of grace in us not living a life in Christ what we are saying to God that God I am full of pride 
I can do this on my own. And in that sense, God is actively working against you. But the moment that you humble yourself, the moment that you become less, now you allow God to become no more. And it says that God gives grace to the humble. So in you humbling yourself before God, God is actually giving you grace. He's strengthening you. He's empowering you. He's enriching you. And I love what King David said. He says that greater, greater is the God that is within me than he that is in the world, that all things are possible through Christ, who is my strength. So we need to realize that in him approaching the throne of grace and him knowing who he was in Christ, he realized that he wasn't defeating Goliath out of his own strength. He was defeating Goliath out of the strength of God. And as it says that all things are possible. So we don't serve a limit God. We serve a limitless God. So the limitless God gave him unlimited strength to defeat a, 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 a giant that everybody thought was undefeatable with literally a pebble that hit his forehead and you know what's so crazy according to momentum he actually should have fallen backwards but i just love what it says in the word of god that brings us back to this point it says in the word of god that every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess so the reason why goliath fell forward is because he had to submit to god he had to bow before god because i can tell you that literally because of who you are in god because the strength that you have in God. God will take you to places that you feel that you don't deserve. People, people, God will put you in places where you're able to speak to presidents. God will put you in places where you're able to speak to ministers. God will put you on stages that you feel like you don't deserve. Why? Because you carry who he is on the inside of you. And you need to remain that humble person because as you remain humble, God will elevate you. That's what we need to realize. And that's what I love, the scripture. Your life in Christ makes you strong. You need to understand that the strongest point or the highest point that you will get to is when you are in Christ. So outside of Christ, you're limiting your full potential. But in Christ, your potential will be met and will be fulfilled in a sense. And the, the second part of the scripture says you have fellowship with the spirit and you have kindness and compassion for one another you know and i love i love what it says in scripture it says that whoever whoever calls upon the name of the lord will be saved we need to understand that 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 thing that it's not based on there's no prerequisites in order to literally call upon the name the only prerequisite that i might mention is believing and you're not so crazy i love this illustration you know that literally you can see who a person trusts based on where they find themselves in their life. So you get a person who gets hurt and the first thing they're saying is, Mama, why? Because they trust their mom. That because in a time of need, the first person that they feel or think about is their mother. So we need to be a people that call upon God, that wherever we find ourselves, be like Jesus. Jesus, no matter what happens to you, Jesus. Why? Because we trust that that is the name above every other name, that we call upon his name. And I love scripture where it says that we enter his gates. Come on, somebody. It says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So we need to understand one thing. You know, like if you had to look at an estate, what happens is that before the person enters to come to your household, what do they do? They call at the gates. 
You get what I'm saying? So our call unto God, where it says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, so we thank God for who he is. We acknowledge him as Jehovah Jireh. We acknowledge him as our provider. We acknowledge him as Jehovah Nisi, the banner of our victory. We acknowledge him that he is the one who literally is our sanctification. We acknowledge him that he is our righteousness. And because he is righteous, we are righteous. We acknowledge him as our... Uh, the, the one basically who takes care of each and every single area of our lives. And the moment that we give God praise, as it says, that we enter his gates with thanksgiving as we are thanking God for who he is and not what he does. We don't, we're not looking for God's hand, but we're looking for his heart. And now that we've touched his heart, now they call they open the gates and now the person has made the way into the estate. And then from there, what happens after they made the way into the estate? It says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Now we praise him for who he is. We thank God that he is King of Kings, that he is Lord of Lords, that there is no name above the name of Jesus Christ. And now that we've entered his courts, you get what I'm saying? Now we understand his love, his comfort. His strength in a sense. And now because there's relationship with God, now we are basically in essence, we can call this fellowship in a sense. We need to be in fellowship with one another where we come together in a sense as a people with a common cause, a common purpose at the end of the day. And it says in the word of God that we should not forsake the gathering of the saints in a sense. And that's one thing that I'd like us to understand that we should not forsake the gathering of the saints. You know what I'm saying? And what, what is outrightly being said here is that you have fellowship with the spirit. So in essence, you need to have an intimate relationship with God. And we know that in order for you to get to know someone, you need to spend time with them. You get what I'm saying? So if you are married to someone, the reason why you know them is based on the fact that you spend time with them. So if you feel like you don't have a relationship with God, that means that you're not in the presence of God. And I love the fact that God is a gentleman. God will never force himself upon you. God is basically waiting for us to approach him, you know, and in that sense of us approaching him, God is waiting for us, you know. So if you look at the story of the prodigal son, it's so crazy how the son decided to leave. So God's perspective of the son didn't change. It is the son's perspective who changed about God. And he basically went to his father in a sense and said, can I please have what belongs to me outrightly, which is my inheritance. But then either way, I'm not going to go too deep into the story, but it says that the father saw the son from afar in a sense. And it says that the father ran towards the son in a sense and that's one thing that i want you to understand is that god is waiting for each and every single one of us to approach him in a sense but the moment that you make a move that's when he makes the rest of the move so all you need to do is take a step one step and god will take the rest of the steps so that's one thing i want us to realize tonight that if you're feeling far away from god it's not because god moved it's because you moved so we need to get back to a place where you approach the throne of grace where you step back into the presence of god because the moment that you take one step god will be willing to take the rest of the steps in a sense and you know and and, and the last few points that i'm just going to make uh, uh, make mention of here you know is that basically uh we need to get to a place where us as people are led by the spirit of god where god allows us to be empathetic 
where God allows us to be a kind people, where God allows us to be compassionate. You know what I'm saying? We need to be a people that are led by the Spirit. You know, it says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So we need to get to a place where the, the, the fruit of the Spirit is what is illuminated in our lives as well and that we are bearing that kind of fruit uh, in our lives. And that comes from having fellowship with the Spirit of God. Because if you are in the presence of God, if you're rooted to the root of the Spirit, you shall produce the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because you're in the same atmosphere, same mist and same presence. So you will produce uh, that uh, uh, that you are, uh, um, uh, are around in a sense or surrounded by in a sense. And the last point that I want to mention here is it says, here, and you have kindness and compassion for one another. You know, as it says in the, in the word of God, that basically we need to love the Lord our God, basically with all our mind, heart, soul, spirit and Love your neighbor as you love yourself, in a sense. So we need to understand that basically our capacity to love, our capacity to be compassionate, our capacity to be kind is basically rooted in the midst of God, in a sense. And, you know, what's so, so, so crazy is if we look at the story of Jesus where he found out that John the Baptist's head, where he realized that John the Baptist was beheaded. You know, he had a decision to make in that moment to leave his purpose and go uh, mourn in that time. But because he was compassionate, because it says that he looked to the crowd and he saw that they looked like uh, 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 um, sheep without a shepherd, apart from how he felt, because he had a compass of compassion, that even though he wanted to go in one direction, because he was compassionate, the compass of compassion directed him to the people and he ended up fulfilling his purpose. So we need to be a people that are led by compassion, understanding that what moves God should move us. You know what I'm saying? Understanding that God has placed us there for a reason in season you get what i'm saying we need to get to a place where we are led by the spirit of god that the word of god is the lamp unto our feet that the word of god is the light unto our pathway you get what i'm saying we need to get to a place where literally outrightly each and every single decision that we make is led by the spirit that we understand that if i make this decision that the peace of god was not there that then i know that it is not god that is involved in this decision but the moment that you step in the right direction where your footsteps are ordered because it says that the footsteps of the righteous will be ordered of the lord that when god says go you go and now that you arrive there in the midst of a storm you're still having peace and you're like okay god god you wanted me here so the moment that you are in relationship with the spirit the moment that you understand the spirit wherever god guides god will provide and the last thing that i want to make mention of when it comes to relationship is that we need to understand that god wants to be in relationship with each and every single one of us here god wants a relationship and the point that i've mentioned in the past is that right now there's a person that is in china that is speaking but you and i cannot hear that person why because we're not in their presence but the moment that we step into their presence is the moment that we'll hear what they say. So the point that I'm trying to make, just like on 99.2, because we're not tuned in right now, we're not on the correct frequency, we cannot hear what's going on in that show. But that, that doesn't mean that a show is not taking place. The moment that we connect to God, we step into the presence of God. Therefore, we will hear what God has to say. And remember, as I wrap it all up, is that our lives in Christ is, uh, life in Christ makes us strong. And His love is what comforts us. And us having fellowship with the Spirit, that will lead us to a place where we have kindness and compassion for one 
another. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are able to gather tonight, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father. I thank you. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, for this word, oh Lord, Heavenly Father, that is in season, Lord. I please pray, oh Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, that we may have a life that is in you, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, that we do not stray away from you, but we are searching for you, that we run towards you, oh Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, acknowledging that a life in you is a life that is strong, oh Lord, Heavenly Father, that we humble ourselves before you, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father. I pray that your love comforts each and every single one of us here tonight, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father. I thank you that we are able to have fellowship with your Spirit and that through the Spirit of God, that we are able to be kind, compassionate towards one another lord jesus heavenly father i pray for a hedge of protection over each and every single person here tonight lord i pray that your hand be upon them as you cover them with the armor of the lord the helmet of salvation chest plate of righteousness shield of faith sword of the spirit belt of truth and shoes of peace lord heavenly father we thank you for your blood lord jesus that covers each and every single one of our lives that the blood cleanses us that it redeems us restores us justifies and sanctifies us we pray this in your mighty name lord jesus Amen and Amen.